It's Christmas Eve here, and we are uh, worshiping the Lord through our series. We've been talking through Christmas presents, and we've talked about a few different aspects of Emmanuel, God with us, the presence of God coming to earth, coming to mankind to redeem us of our sins. And we're talking about different aspects of the presence of Jesus in our lives, in our community, in our world. And I want to, I'm going to ask you to envision with me for a moment a, uh, a special occasion when there's a grand announcement. Uh, maybe someone is about to come in the room. Um, maybe there's a, an announcement that's about to be made about an event of some kind. But it's a, it's a very special occasion. It's a formal occasion. For instance, um, the, the times when the President of the United States is about to come into the room and there's usually someone who will give an announcement the President of the United States, as he walks in the room and everyone claps and he comes to the podium. Um, or maybe uh, you can think of that uh, time when you're at a, a music concert of some kind and you've come to see this band or this musician and you've got them as the headliner, but before them there's a few uh, warm-up bands or opening bands or musical numbers that are going to happen. And I don't know if you've been to a concert where there's a pretty big difference between the introduction of the opening bands versus when the headliner comes on. The lights, the explosions, or some grand announcement about who is about to come on the stage. Um, or maybe you can think of a uh, modern day wedding and reception, wedding reception you've been to, where... Um, you've been through the ceremony, the bride and groom and the wedding party are all off getting their pictures taken, and then the DJ of the reception gets everyone's attention, everyone find your seats, we're about to introduce the wedding party, and they put on some special music, and people come in, and they've thought a lot about how the introductions are supposed to go to the wedding party, and then when the bride and groom come in, and everyone's chat, um, you know, clapping and cheering, it's just a, a grand event. And the announcement, the presentation is so important. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched a professional golf tournament or even been to even an amateur one, but uh, they make a pretty big deal about announcing who's now teeing off on hole number one. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and uh, now teeing off on hole number one. And it's kind of a special thing. And it, when I was even in high school and played golf, it, when we went to the special matches, they would introduce the players as they would step onto the first tee and you feel so special. And, uh, you know, the, the herald or the announcer um, was a big deal in Europe for many, many centuries um, when you would be announcing um, royalty as they walk in the room or um, some special announcement. It seems like Europe and a lot of the old nations have this kind of um, formalization and, and this introduction, this announcement thing down pat, whereas we in the United States, we aren't as formal and we don't have that understanding quite as much because I'm thinking about um, a time when I've been uh, asked to introduce someone, especially someone who I don't know very well and I'm, you know, I ask them, can you write up your introduction so I know what to say about you and then I'm fumbling through the words and you've probably seen introductions like that or you go to a, a, a graduation ceremony and, you know, the, the people don't know you for 
for sure, and so you're supposed to write down your name on the card, and then you hand it to the person who will be introducing you as the next graduate. And it's always funny when they don't know how to say your name. It's like, uh, this is uh, Jesus Juarez. And everyone's like, no, no, it's Jesus Juarez, you know? You know, those kinds of things. Um, we don't quite have the announcement thing down here in the United States. Well, today we're going to be discussing the announcement, the grand announcement that happened on the day Jesus was born. You see, there was actually a few announcements that were made by um, angels. They showed up to Joseph, um, the soon-to-be father of Jesus, and we hear them, you know, the Holy Spirit through the angel talking to him about um, what he needs to do and that what's conceived in Mary is born of the Holy Spirit and he's got his encouragement and challenge marching orders to take her as um, his wife and and then we find of course the very popular look at scripture where the angel and the heavenly host, they arrive on the scene to the shepherds and, and tell the shepherds to go and to see this baby who was born. Well, we're going to uh, have our young people now um, share the reading of Luke chapter 2, um, the Christmas story. And I would like for you to take particular notice of the announcement of the angel, the herald of the angel um, that would uh, share this good news that was to come. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who is with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. There is a very popular Christmas carol. Um, it's Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And we're going to be singing that song to wrap up our gathering here uh, today. But I want to, so you might want to get your singing voices warmed up. But we're going to um, first talk a little about what does it mean, uh, this announced presence of Jesus that was given to us by the angels. This announcement, this grand announcement, the announced presence of Jesus. So what is a herald? 
Well, a herald is, it's an official member of the military, actually, um, the herald of arms. It's an official post. Um, the herald of arms would be sent with different tasks um, that would be conveying things. I want to take a look at a few different things that the herald, the herald of arms, would be in charge of. And it uh, kind of gives us a little bit of idea about the authority um, and the passion and what the angel shows up with as being sent by God with this message. Um, most generally, the herald was a, an announcer or a proclaimer. So some message would be needed to be given out to the masses, out to the congregations of people all around the land, and they would gather around to hear what the herald had to say. Um, it would pro an announcer or a proclaimer of something. But it would also was a representative of the ruler, of the king, of the noble. Um, the herald would come as a representative. It was kind of a precursor to modern day diplomats. They would be sent in an official capacity as if the one who sent them was speaking themselves through the herald. That's the authority that the herald might carry. Um, also, it was the, the herald had the authority um, to monitor the regalia. So the, the, um, the way military would dress and what marks and symbols and statements were allowed to be put on their uniform or their crest because the, the herald would need to make sure that what is being portrayed or claimed was true. And so the herald was held as a, a custodian or a monitor of the various regalia. Um, would take care of what people are communicating. I'm this rank. I'm of this family. I've got this authority. And it would be up to the herald to make sure that no one was putting marks or statements that shouldn't be made. Um, they also had a um, had a, the role of a referee of sorts. The herald would be sent to sometimes uh, monitor the games. Maybe there would be a medieval... Um, uh, you know, battle that would happen um, that was more in games and the herald would announce the, the players, would announce the warriors, would announce the victors um, and played that role. And there's actually an interesting um, story found during the Hundred Year War uh, between France and England back in the 13 to 1400s. And there was one particular battle where the English Herald and the French Herald were sent to gather up on a hill to watch the battle as it would unfold. Um, this was the Battle of Angoncourt, and it took place on October 25th, 1415. Uh, and these two men went up on the hill, and they, in a very uh, respectful way of one another, were to watch the battle as it unfolded before them. And then the two of them would agree together as to who won the battle. And, who, and so the, the report of the herald was going to be the final say. And as it turns out, on, during this battle of Angoncourt, there was an agreement that the English had indeed won that battle. And it went on to become a very significant celebration point. Um, it was remembered for years and centuries um, about this epic battle that was agreed by these two heralds as to who won that battle. And even it 
gave the um, English the right to even name the battle and the field. Um, so the herald has been used as a trusted voice. It was, it was trusted because it came with authority. It was as if the person who sent the herald was speaking himself. Um, there was a monitor or a gatekeeper of truth. Um, there was this component of a referee and judgment that would be uh, officially proclaimed. And so the herald kind of plays a very unique and cool role in a lot of different facets of war and society. And um, this, this gives the credibility. In fact, you find a lot of newspapers, even today, um, trying to identify with this herald um, by calling their newspaper a particular herald of some kind. I grew up um, reading the Skagit Valley Herald, and a lot of different places I've lived have, have a, a local paper called the Herald, um, trying to identify with the authority and the truthfulness that would come. Um, all this gives credibility to the angel, um, because this angel was sent as a herald from God about what just took place in Bethlehem. Um, so the question for us is, what is the announced presence of Jesus? What did this herald, what did this angel come to say? Well, I'm going to read two different passages of Scripture. One, this angel was sent to uh, Joseph, and I'm going to read that first. And so that's in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. It says, But while he, Joseph, thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Now listen to this. For he will save his people from their sins. That's the kicker. That's the message. That's what the herald had to say, is that he will save the people from their sins. Well, we're going to find some of that same phraseology when he's speaking a few months later to the angels on the day Jesus was born. Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it says, do not be afraid, speaking to the shepherds, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So this is the announcement. This is what is proclaimed by the herald, that there is a Savior that will save the people from his sins. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born. So what's the response to this announcement? That's the next question. You just heard the herald declare what has just happened. And what is the response by these shepherds especially? Joseph obeyed. Joseph took Mary to be his wife, um, followed through with his commitment, even though there was questions in his mind what would be right to do. Um, but the shepherds, we're going to read about their response to this good news, this heralded message. Um, Luke 2, verses 15 through 20 says, So it was when the angel had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things which they had heard and seen. And it was told them. 
So what we find here is that the response of the shepherds was uh, twofold. Um, one is that they became eyewitnesses that it was true. They listened to the herald. They listened to the angel say, go and, and check this out. They go to the city of David to Bethlehem and they find Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And they are marveled that what they were just told by this angel and by the heavenly hosts was indeed true. They were so excited. In fact, so excited that not only did they become eyewitnesses of, this, of the, what they seen and what was true, but they became announcers of what was true. They themselves be, became heralds of the good news. It says they went, they left their, pre, their presence of Mary and Joseph, and they proclaimed everywhere they went this good news, what they heard from the angels and what they saw with their eyes. And this was told all over. People were glorifying and praying praising God for all the things that they heard about. And so there's the response. And there's the proper response to this good news. Because what the good news meant back 2,000 years ago to the shepherds, it means for you and me today. And we've got this opportunity to also become announcers, to become heralds of this good news. And this announced presence of Jesus, this amazing testimony that a Savior had been born, an angel and the multitude proclaimed it, it is vital. It's vital for you and me because it broke 400 years of silence. You see, up until this point, God did not have any prophecies. There was no communication between God and people for an entire 400 years. Generation after generation after generation had not heard a fresh word from God. And the Lord broke his silence with the announcement by the angels. It was, um, it was historic and it means all the world to you. You and me. It also established a testimony that this baby was unique. This baby had been given an angelic announcement and it established the testimony that there was something special about this baby. And also what it did, and we find this in the words about how Mary responded to it, that it confirmed her strategic role as Mary, the mother of of Jesus, the one who would raise him, who would take him through his um, toddler years and adolescent years and on up into adult years, she would be walking with him and she walked with him all the way to the cross of Calvary. And she watched him die for your sins and for mine, that which the angel was announcing would be true, that he would be the savior of the world, that he would be the Messiah. So our question to contemplate here this evening is this. What does the announced presence of Jesus mean to you? What does it mean to you today? What does it mean to you tomorrow in the days and weeks, months, and even years to come? What does this announced presence of Jesus mean to you? And, and while you're thinking about that, I want for us to listen to the words. Maybe this will give us an answer. Maybe it will give you an answer as to what is so significant about this announced good news of Jesus Christ as we listen to Hark the Herald Angel sing and listen to these words. It just, con it just conveys this amazing announcement that they had given. And in there we find so much truth about who Jesus is, what he's come to do, and uh, it's just so powerful. So would you um, pray and listen as we enjoy the music of Hark the Herald? 